Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What up, traders? Guess what? The SPAC's attack is back. I got some pie language for you guys. Let's get the show started. Welcome back, guys. Definitely smash the like button. Let everybody know the SPAC's attack is back. What's going on, traders out there? How are we doing out there? I'm a little tired, but let me go ahead and bring on the energy today. Let's bring on Chris Ketchy. Hey, what's going on, Mitch? Hope you had a great weekend. It's good to be back, but also, you know, great to have that that long, extended holiday weekend, but feeling great yeah. today. So, uh, you know, welcome back. Yeah, man. Uh, good to be back, ready to start building and, and continue on on the SPACs attack and, and taking it to the next height, right? You know, one of the things that you and I have really been working on, and we love feedback. You know, that's 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 what we do. We, we're really trying to improve the show. So out there, guys, if you guys think you guys know a way that we can add a segment, take something out, whatever it may be, give us some feedback. That's what it's all about. Just like we appreciate it if you give us feedback right now. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Chris and I won't be won't won't be mad at you, but at least give us that feedback. That's what we appreciate. Welcome to the Spax Attack, Chris. I'm sure we got another action-packed show. We can go through the watch list a lot today. Let's let's talk a lot of stocks. Let's get to some in the chat. This is one of those days where we go all about you guys out there. So definitely, if you got a stock you want to take a look at, put it up in the chat. All right, Chris. Let's do like we always do and get into some headlines. But before then, how was the fourth? You know, it was great. And my youngest turned three um, yesterday, you know, so we celebrated a birthday over the weekend. So happy birthday (laughs) to you. You know, so it it was a great weekend. Uh, You you know, it's always nice to have, you know, a holiday, you know, fall on the weekend because it gives that little bit of extra time, you know, spend some time with the family as I know you did as well. So, you know, great, great weekend. Hopefully everyone watching out there had a great weekend as well. As Mitch said, you know, we're trying to do some different things here. We had SPAC warrants on last week on Friday. Um, you know, so let us know if, if you like that show, if you want more coverage, you know, from some of these industry, you know, experts, not necessarily CEOs, but people following the SPAC market. We've had SPAC guru on before. Um, you know, let us know. Would you, would you rather see CEOs every day and we can do those interviews? Would you rather hear Mitch and I, you know, share our trade ideas, share what we're buying in our own portfolio? We're trying to mix it up, trying to cover it all. But, you know, let us know, you know, what your favorite segments are because this show's all about our fans out there. So let us know. Yeah, you know, uh, hey, that's how it is out there. And, you know, one thing that I, I, I'll tell you is that we, we, Chris and I are actively really trying to add things to the show so you guys can help if you guys got a good idea. Definitely put it in the comments below. And let's go ahead and let's get into our time where we talk about the headlines. Take us back, Chris. All right, guys. Yeah. So even with the, you know, the holiday weekend, that extra day, still not a ton of news out there. Um, you know, not too exciting with the holiday weekend. Not a lot of companies, you know, want to drop that news on Friday. We did get two deals today, though, um, which surprised me a little bit, you know, just coming after the holiday. Um, but we'll dive into those in a minute. But up first, we have uh, an analyst note. So UBS downgrading shares of Virgin Galactic, that's SPCE, to neutral, uh, raising the price target to $45. Um, Virgin Galactic, you know, up big again today, over $48. We can get to that when we get into the watch list. A little surprised to see the downgrade coming this week. I mean, at this point, if if you're an analyst out there, you've seen this story play out and, and there's still more catalyst, right? There's the upcoming flight, with Sir Richard Branson, there's also them opening their window back up to take reservations. So at this point, I think if you're downgrading shares or betting against SPCE, you're almost thinking that you know the flight with Jeff or the flight with Sir Richard Branson is not going to happen. And I just don't know if I would be betting against that this week. So you know, interesting to see another downgrade here. 
We have Cano Health, C-A-N-O, you know, a recent uh, SPAC company acquired Doctors Medical Center and, and along with that now raising its guidance. Um, so prior guidance of 1.4 to 1.5 billion, now they see coming uh, 1.5 billion and, and then going a year out um, 2.23 billion versus a prior estimate of $2.15 billion. Um, you know, this is interesting. Again, we've seen several SPACs go public. They end up cutting their guidance. Um, but now you see, you know, a company like Cano Health where they're raising their guidance. They're using that capital, um, you know, to, to definitely, uh, you know, help out in the M&A department. Um, you know, and I think that is a key here. Cano has made several acquisitions since completing that SPAC merger, um, this is an interesting one and, and one that I've been watching recently. Um, so keep an eye out. We have a couple merger vote dates set. So we have THCB voting on its merger with Microvas set for July 21st. I do own shares of THCB. Um, CMLF setting a merger vote date of 721 with uh, SEMA 4. And then also July uh 27th, we have CAP voting on their merger as well. So three new merger vote dates to add to that already robust July calendar. Um, so keep an eye out on those. Recent de-spacking, we had uh, Alessa Energy and Fryer. That's a battery company. Merger was approved last week. Company noting that they will ring the bell on July 8th. That is Thursday of this week. So keep an eye out. New ticker will be F-R-E-Y for this company. And then some movers from Friday, a couple that we'll, we'll get into. We have THCB up 9% on Friday with that merger vote announcement. And also TDAC up 8%. That's one I've been calling out recently and we're going to get into again later. And then we turn to, we had two deals announced today. So up first, we have CFV. This is a satellite company working to create a searchable Earth and remap the globe. Uh, this is Satellogic, uh, a merger with CF Acquisition Corp. 5, valued at $850 million. The deal, uh, they say, hoping to help them get over 300 satellites in orbit by 2025. So right now, 17 commercial satellites in orbit. Uh, again, working on resolution imagery and remapping capabilities for the company. They want to remap every square meter of Earth daily, saying that their camera can capture 10 times more data uh, than some of their com competitors in the satellite market. Um, $140 billion total addressable market for satellite imaging. They want to help with items like food supply, water supply, energy supply, climate change, immigration, and monitoring natural disaster impacts. Um, vertical integration, which is a key here, right? So instead of using third-party assemblers and buying components elsewhere like their competitors, um, they actually make everything in-house, which is helping with their scale and also cost advantages. They have a deal in place with SpaceX to help get those satellites up in space, with that launch of 300 satellites, they would be the only company capable of remapping the world at resolutions up to 30 centimeters. Very interesting in their presentation. Again, remember this company is in the early stages. Their cost per kilometer is 46 cents compared to Max R at $56.07 and Black Sky at $52.41. Again, you know, that's if they get everything in line here, but if everything works out, that is a huge cost advantage here. Revenue projected at $7 million for fiscal 2021, $47 million for fiscal 2022, uh, positive EBITDA in 2023, a current backlog of $38 million, but they see a possible of $2.1 billion in pipeline opportunities. Um, CFB are trading higher today on that news, but we're still under that $10 price point. This is an interesting one, especially, you know, if they can get costs down, we've seen satellite companies, um, you know, definitely get some play here. And then our big SPAC deal announced today, 
We have KVSB, uh, Coastal Ventures Acquisition Co. 2, uh, announcing a SPAC deal with Nextdoor. Um, Nextdoor, you know, a very well-known brand connecting neighborhoods with a social media platform. This deal includes a pipe of $270 million, investments from T. Rowe Price, Barron Capital, Dragoneer, Tiger Global, Hedo Sophia, and Arc Invest. Values the company at $4.3 billion. Um, so over 275,000 neighborhoods connected globally, one in three households in the United States uh, using Nextdoor. Over 27 million weekly active users. Uh, they also are seeing retention um, you know, improve with over 50% of users remaining active on the platform two years after signing up. They have growth plans in place to increase monetization um, you know, by using uh, business reach for, for customers in a targeted area. They, they also want to you know, introduce contact sync sharing, neighborhood guides, video tools, and ask a neighbor. They also want to make it to where you can add additional neighborhoods to the platform. So not necessarily one you live, but maybe one where you own a business where you spend the summer, where a parent lives, or a neighborhood where you used to live. Their revenue per user is 4.62 in 2020, $4.99 in the first quarter. Compare that to you know Twitter at $59 a user and Snap at $18. They think they have room to expand their monetization. Revenue projected at $178 million in fiscal 2021. Uh, they had 123 million in 2020 and expectation of 249 million in 2022. Uh, compounded annual growth of 49% projected from 2018 to 2022. Negative EBITDA currently and through their projections in their presentation. Long term goal of 40% EBITDA margins. 58 million verified users in 2020, 60 million in the first quarter. U.S. segment making up the majority at 50 million in 2020 and 51 million in the first quarter. So they, I think they have room to expand globally as well. Uh, not a big surprise. Shares of KVSB up 6% right now to 1049. You know, next door. One of those big unicorns that everyone was waiting on to go public. Um, you know, the, this is an interesting deal, a huge valuation. Um, you know, so excited to see what this SPAC deal brings. That's our two deals. That's our headlines. Um, you know, what do you think, Mitch? Anything jump out or should we maybe jump into that uh, watch list here? Yeah, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was, uh, hold on, did you say uh, deal with SpaceX? <laughs> yeah, I know, SpaceX. As soon as I typed that up, I was like, oh, Mitch is going to like this. And I thought at first it was going to be where Satellogic maybe got some revenue from SpaceX, but it looks like, you know, they're the customer here, SpaceX, yeah. taking their satellites up. But again, we know how reliable SpaceX is with getting things to space, right? So if I'm picking someone to take my satellites up, just ask Osprey. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna ask you know SpaceX. So I, I think that's big. And you, you know, Mitch, that that cost per you know kilometer there again. You know, that's if everything goes right. But I know you've been a fan of some of these satellite companies, mm -hmm. Maxar, um, you know, uh, SFTW. They list both of them as competitors, and they think they have a huge cost advantage. This is an interesting one where maybe I, I'm thinking this could be a, a next-gen space play maybe a couple of years down the road with, you know, a cheaper cost for its customers. What do you think? Uh, Chris, uh, I'm ready to start my own space ETF, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not a fan of the, the, the ARC one? The, the money mid space. Yeah, I mean, space stocks have been hot. Let's face it. And I'm going to have to open it, dude. We, we've been calling it out on the show, right? Hey, Virgin Galactic's moving up. Maybe we should look at some of these other space stocks. And what happens? These other space stocks start moving. I mean, it. and uh, let's face it, you know, a lot of these space stocks are going public via SPAC. So again, for all the hate that SPACs get, if you want to invest in the space market, you're looking at these SPACs, right? There, there's not a ton of peer play space companies out there. 
that did not go public via SPAC. So keep that in mind. Yeah, you just got to make your own ETF. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I'm at that point where I'm just going to put a little little space away for about 10, 15 years and come back to it, see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And, and with that being said, you know, I, I wouldn't go after Maxar. I wouldn't go after SFTW. I wouldn't go after here, K, KVSB. You know what I'd do? I'd own them all. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Why not own them all, right? Satellites <laughs> yep. Satellites is one of the biggest opportunities for, for space. I mean, you connect 5G, throw that in there as well. Um, you know, everybody wants a piece of the satellite market. And, and yeah, someone already mentioning ASTS in the chat. ASTS exactly. ripping again today. That's your 5G play, right? And, again, play in the whole basket, right? Elon Musk has this plan with Starlink, right? A unit of SpaceX to bring, you know, connectivity via Starlink. Well, ASTS is also doing a similar thing. If I could own them both, why not, right? You, you yeah. don't have to bet against one. You're, you're betting on the growth of the whole space market yep. and, and connectivity getting easier for people, you know, in, you know, markets where they don't have access to, you know, 5G or 4G, um, you know, so it's interesting. And yeah, look at ASTS. Look at, you know, look at that volume. This happens I mean, often, over the past Chris. Couple days. Chris, this happens often. It happened with Nikola. And then what happened after shortly? Workhorse ripped, right? Why did that happen, guys? The reason that happened is because the talk of EV industry started to get massive with Nikola's move. It wasn't that people were talking, you know, some people were talking that Nikola was the best company at that point. But what, what I thought at that point was, hey, this is what you call sympathy. Let's look for the sympathy, the laggard play. This is that kind of play. When you get someone to talk about taking something public, but it's not public. Guess what happens? Investors go looking in the industry. What could also benefit from a company like that going public? That's what happens. That's why they attack a company like ASTS. And that's why you got to be on top of the story, right? I mean, if you're not on top of the story, then you miss out on the potential moves for other stocks to make moves based off a story. And that's that's what I'm thinking you're seeing here. It's not like ASTS came out with some massive revenue numbers in the last two weeks or something like that. No, it's this. what this is more along is, is a move based off the sympathy. And I think it's going to continue to move as long as you continue to hear mentions of this kind of space mobile really taking lift. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, again, we have the Virgin Galactic news, right? We have that flight hopefully happening soon. Um, you know, there is some downside risk there, right? Where maybe they delay that flight or maybe that flight's not successful. And we could actually see that hurt the whole space sector, right? Because as Mitch just said, there's the the pair trades, right? Stuff trades in sympathy. So, you know, that is the caution I would say is, you know, that we will see space stocks moving big possibly on that catalyst. But again, Space stocks have been moving and, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to look and add a couple to your portfolio. I know I add several, you know, or I own several in my portfolio, but there's more coming that and I want to own more and more because there's so many pieces to the space market. And I really think that's one of the key growth drivers over the next couple of years is the space market. Yeah. And the reason I play satellite plays is because at the end of the day, the space is limited. There's only enough space out there to put satellites eventually. Guess what? These companies that are, are, are first first to space, like I would call them first to space because there's a <laughs> lot of companies still trying to get their satellites up there right now. So I'm going to call them first to space. And then they're, they're the ones that are, are like, yo, let's get these out fast. We know it. The, time, the clock is ticking. And there's going to be a point in time where, guess what? The government's going to be like, oh, nope, no mas, no mas. You're not sending anything more up there. It's crowded. It's starting to become dangerous. Exactly. We're going to cut it off. So I think they're trying to race to that momentum because that day is coming. So what do they need to do? They need to push on the girls fast. That's why I'm watching these satellite companies. Yeah, definitely. Mitch, what about uh, Nextdoor? Do you have any uh, experience with using uh, a, a Nextdoor? I know uh, Nextdoor, my... isn't that like just like a, a fancy Craigslist? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I know my wife has been on it before for our neighborhood. And I, I will say that I, I see some positive use cases, right, where you can connect with neighbors, maybe organize events, but it really turns into more of a, uh, we, we lost this pet, help us find this pet. Or, hey, we saw this person wandering around or, hey, there was this break in, um, which could be a good thing. Right. You can, you know, give a heads up to your neighbors, um, you know, you know, share information, you know, when bad things happen. Also, you know, maybe when good things happen. But, you know, the question is, you know, can they really monetize it? They, they sure think so, um, you know, with connecting some of those local businesses Someone pointed out in the chat, it was a huge valuation though for Nextdoor today. So isn't there a major competitor like, like let's say like Angie's List? Yeah, so you have some of those that do like the the local, um, you know, uh, uh, contractors and stuff. And I think that's more where Nextdoor wants to go. I, I don't know if Nextdoor is there yet. Yeah, that's what um, I was you, wondering, you know. You say that and I think that's where they want to go is, you know, hey, we need work done on our house who lives or, you know, works close to our neighborhood. And, you know, that's the thing is, uh, oh yeah, someone pointing out in the chat, like, uh, where can I watch the fireworks is an example. You, you go to next door and, you know, you see, you know, maybe which one of your neighbors spent a, a boatload of money on uh, fireworks and, you know, you know where to sit. So I, I see some of the use cases, but again, you know, the, the question is monetization, right? Just because they have a, a large number of customers it doesn't mean dollars. And you see that with the fact that even going out to 2023, they don't see positive EBITDA yet. Um, you know, so growing, growing business, but, you know, still producing those losses. So, you know, I, I'm on the fence on this deal. Um, and again, huge valuation today. Um, no warrants. This is a uh, coastless SPAC you know, one of the large ones out there, but market seems to really like it, you know, up 5% today. All right. Just so I don't get that twisted right there. That's KVSB is the yep. one that's getting KVSB, next door. KVSB, yep. Yep. Just wanted to make sure that we get that right there. And it's, so make sure that we don't complicate that because I did, I did catch my little mistake, even though I'm tired. I did pull this one as the, as the other one. The other one, guys, is just so we don't get it twisted, is CFV. That's the satellite company. I just want to make sure if you, if you just caught on that, at least you got it right. So, all right, let's keep moving. Let's get in towards the next thing. Let's take a look here at our watch list. What do we got moving out there? Still, still moving. PSAC did a little pullback on the daily chart. But man, this is an interesting one for me. I think it's just interesting how this one's really getting some love. But at the same time, I don't really see it out on a lot of like kind of, uh, let's just say social out there talk a lot about PSAC. But it's an interesting stock. And I mean, there's someone, someone's paying attention to it. It just might not be us. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting one, uh, Faraday Future. You know, I yeah, I don't see a ton of, you know, uh, listings or, you know, media attention for, for Faraday Future and their upcoming vehicle. So, you, you know, that almost makes me hesitant with this big move we've seen. Again, they haven't produced the vehicle yet, so they're a little ways away. Um, they did open a showroom, I think, in New York um, where they can kind of show off those vehicles. But, you know, any of these companies doing direct-to-consumer um, you know, through your own dealerships and online. I mean, it's all about brand awareness. And, you know, I think they could definitely, um, you know, increase in that segment of getting showrooms out, doing commercials, um, you know, advertisements online, whatever it takes for people to know that Faraday Future brand. Yeah, you know, uh, we're going to keep an eye on it. I, I'm I'm waiting to see the switch over. I wonder, I got to look it up, what the ticker is going to be. I wonder if it's a good ticker. You know how I like my tickers, Chris. But Yeah, I can't remember what the what the ticker is going to be on that. I mean, I, I would hope that they, uh, they got a, a good one. Uh, but again, I mean, sometimes people don't. I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing FFIE is the new ticker is what I'm finding here and okay. I, I i don't know ffie i mean 
Doesn't stand out too much, but let, let, let's keep moving on. I'm, I'm looking at QuantumScape now. You know, one of the things is I'm wondering, is this finally the bottom for QuantumScape? You know, we've, we've come back pretty much almost all the way back towards this 27 of November period. And so one of the things that I'm starting to think about is you could kind of use that bottom as a risk. Let's say if you went towards that, that the bottom on that day was specifically 2450. And so let's say if you use that as your stop out, you're getting kind of close towards that. You did bounce off of that level here. What I like is that now you've come up through that level, kind of did it, tried to test down there again, rejected, right? And so you bounce up again and you go to test down there again and you reject again. That's a good look. One of the things that I always say is the rule of three, right? So those are two key rejections after you tested that support. Then you want to see a test again, something that makes it look like it's heading towards that downward action, but then creates that U-turn effect. What does that do is that at least gives you a place to to set your risk, right? We never know we're going to be right or wrong, but one thing we can do is measure risk. And so when when this starts kind of making that U-turn effect, now you can kind of use those lows where it didn't want to break before, and you can use that as your stop. You don't even need to go down there. If you want to use, use these multiple wicks that it's been trying to break through but can't get through, you can use that as your stop. And so I'm really starting to pay attention to QS because if this one starts roaring, definitely, definitely one I want to be a part of. Yeah, and I mean, Mitch, it could end up being the the pair trade here, right? With THCB, you know, bringing Microvast public, that one there heating up, right? Microvast mm-hmm. finally announcing their their merger vote date, um, you know, yep. for July 22nd. And, and look at how the market is responding to that one. But Correct also look at how high THCB traded, you know, back in February. So, you know, QuantumScape, you know, similar thing. It got really hot. And we could see it, you know, where these battery plays get hot again, Mitch, you know, and uh, I, I think you're right with QuantumScape. The the thing with QuantumScape is I think they're a little bit um, behind or maybe a couple of years away from, from their technology where maybe Microvast is, you know, uh, ahead. But again, I think it's different types of technology for their batteries, different customers. And as we've said with the space market, right? There, there's lots of players and a, a bunch of them are going to win. You're not going to have one company supplying all the batteries for all these EV players, you know, in the world. They, they need batteries from lots of different companies. So, you know, in this case, again, I'm apt to own more than one. Right now I do own THCB, but QuantumScape has looked great on this pullback as well. Definitely, definitely one to keep on watch. One that most people forgot about for a long time was this smile. I was talking about this one when we were coming back down towards the sevens. And I said, you could potentially see this one pop up there. You know, I, I always said that, you know, you could, you're going to run into some overhead supply once you get back into this area. And, but the interesting thing to me here now is do we get another lift from these supports that you're seeing? You're seeing multiple touches here in the same area. And, and, and so that's why I'm kind of keeping it on watch. Today's kind of having that bounce back, but the same thing we just mentioned on QS, right? And so I'm going to go ahead and, and just take a closer technical analysis look here. And so if you focus in here, you'll see what? You'll see wicks trying to break down, right, on on these on these candles. And so those those what that shows is that shows buying pressure on weakness, Right. And so that means that people are the stock is going down towards those levels and is getting some bids to get put out there to scoop it back up. And so what do you want to see is multiple tries to break a low and then rejecting after that third time. Right. The rule of three that I like. And so we'll we'll go back to the same approach here to kind of teach the rule of three today. And at the same time, teach how I like to attack these supports. So you can see that this one came right down to that level where the old prior support, right? The old resistance is becomes a new support. And so that's what we're trying to see hold right now. It's that 855. You could even be a little bit kind of say, okay, so it's at 855. Let's, let's, let's set it at 850 to be a little bit more on the rain side, but give us a little bit more range if it tests that level again. And so that could, that would be kind of like my line in the sand now giving me an attempt to come back through the 950s and then get back up there towards the first major resistance, which would be up here towards, let's say, through the 1050s. 
And that's kind of the attack that you can take. Those are the approaches that I like to do in, in the uh, kind of, if you're trying to trade SPACs um, now, mile, I think is definitely not a bad investing stock because I mean, it's a, it's a disruptive technology in the insurance business. Doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. That's what it is. Um, and then, so we'll see if this one can get ripping a lot of volume coming in here on this candle on the June 25th. So make sure we can get above that level because you don't want it to be a big seller. You want it to be a big buyer, right? We won't know this, but one thing you want to do is clear that level. So remember that level too. um, the high on that day was nine forty eight. So you see how that nine fifty is so important to get through. There you go, guys. And Mitch, you said disruptive technology. You know, I think that's the key here, right? Pay per mile insurance. I I don't think it's going away, right? Metro Mile, one of the bigger players, you know, the larger insurance companies also offering similar platforms. I almost think Metro Mile, you know, again, it's about brand awareness, right? We, We think Geico, we think State Farm, we think Farmers. How does everyone know about those companies? You know, they see the commercials all the time. They hear about them. It's that brand awareness. Metro Mile, I don't think, has done a big TV ad campaign since 2019. I mean, you've got Mark Cuban, Chamath Palihaptia, both invested in this. I'd love to see some more brand awareness. I mean, I didn't know about this company until they announced the SPAC merger, um, to be honest. Also, I don't think I can even use it in Michigan because we have some of the weirdest car insurance rules in the nation, um, you know, being auto uh, country over here. But uh, I I think it's disruptive, you know, like Mitch said, and uh, I I think this could be one that comes back, you know, as he just pointed out, you know, for the chart and for the story. Uh, I think it's got both here. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a look here at a stock from the chat. That's what we like to do. You guys mentioned it in the chat. We'll take a look. Not a problem. So we got multiple people mentioning what's our take on RMO, that Romeo Power Life. All right, let's go definitely take a look. I'm just trying to put both of the comments there. So there you go. We see you guys out there, and that's what it's all about. So definitely smash the like, guys. This is what it's all about, you guys out there. So let's take a look here. Romeo. Yeah, and Romeo's been quiet, Mitch. You know, that that's the big yeah, thing man. here is, you know, it, it's gotten a lot of negative attention, um, you know, with the, the updating their guidance. Um, they're working on some rebranding now. Um, you know, they, they also saw several new uh, board members, but otherwise just not a lot of news out there. Um, we've reached out to the company. We'd love to bring, you know, Lionel back on the show. Um, but this thing, you know, it's gotten so beaten down. And again, lots of battery plays out there. I think they need to get on top of this with some news, with some partnerships, because right now everyone's just seeing, you know, the negatives of the, the loss of revenue and, you know, pushing that guidance even lower. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I always look for is sometimes when you get a big reaction, you can kind of get in this sideways trend. I really don't even think this is kind of a downward trend right now. I think it's kind of more entered into a sideways trend. And so one of the things that I always look for, and I've mentioned this before here, guys, is I look for about three months of sideways action for a stock to kind of get a reversal look after a while. Why? This is because what I've seen on my data over in, in oversold territory when a stock is in that kind of just push down, push down, push down, push down. I've seen that over time, it's usually about three months, which changes that trend. doesn't mean that the stock's going to go to the moon, but just means that you could get a trend reversal, right? And so now that we've kind of come into this, we've been kind of really in this sideways period. I would say we started this on this May 21st. The low on that day was 633 for the month. All right. And so that's kind of the low that we can put the line in the sand on. Now, we, then we went up towards a high of 1074. So now you have like this range. Right. And so as long as it stays within that range, I don't I don't really focus on it. I need to see volume. I need to see some kind of reaction, some catalyst. But what I want to see is kind of a three month sideways period. So when now we've gone into that third month, I'm looking for this month to close and for us not to break out of that range, but to pile some more volume in that range so that we can when we come through that level, it can really get that upward look. And so this is how you can go ahead and look at, let's say, a falling knife. That, you know, some people are saying this is just a falling knife, you know, and then approach it in a kind of more technical way that you're trying to time it versus let me just 
throw the boat in and then see what happens in, in a couple months. Yeah, definitely. And I know that's one we get asked about a lot here on the show. Uh, again, we had Lionel on, you know, I thought that was a great interview, very high energy. So I know there's been people out there, you know, wanting to hear the, the Romeo story again, we'll work on trying to bring him back on. But again, I just think the company has been so quiet here. So, you know, that negative news, you know, really taking hold here, you know, over the potential positive catalyst down the road. Yeah, you know, Romeo also, I, I see it mentioned in the chat, you know, some people are saying that they're mentioning Romeo because, uh, you know, potential with, uh, you know, kind of the Oshkosh workhorse kind of relationship thing that maybe potentially they can get hurt from it or they could turn around and then they could get a benefit from it. That's when, you know, you call that the simple one word, uncertainty. But it's 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 a true word. You don't know which way it's going to end. I don't play binary. Let's just say that. Let's just say that, guys. I'd rather not play binary because at the end of the day, what 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 are you doing? Flipping a coin, right? I mean, if I want to flip a coin, I I could I could do that anywhere. All right, let's go ahead and let's keep going, guys. Let's get into some other stocks here. If you guys got a stock in the chat, definitely put it in the chat. We'll go, we'll we'll bounce back for some of the watch list, some of the things that you guys are mentioning. Chris, is there one you want to take a look at now? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about SoFi. S O F I. You know, the, this one got a lot of attention, right? Through the D spacking, we saw it hit, you know, over 20. Then 20 was kind of the line in the sand that it, you know, wavered around. And now we've had shares fall, you know, due to possible share lockup, um, you know, pipe sellers being able to sell, um, the warrants possibly being called. But the biggest thing here for me is, again, the continued story, right? They have their their um, platform that powers financial sites that I still think is undervalued. They have a bank charter that could be coming in September, Mitch, over the weekend, the other things too, I saw SoFi commercials on TV, right? Which I just talked about commercials. Um, my kids, they also love Dude Perfect, right? One of the biggest channels on YouTube. I think it's number two by subscribers, Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect had a video of cell phone stereotypes. And in that segment, they actually showed the SoFi app on their phone and talked about using SoFi to, to buy and sell stocks. And you know, another catalyst. And then we just saw the Chamath Biotech Specs, where people who had SoFi could get early access. You have Robinhood going public, you know, so you're going to see some comparisons with SoFi. You know, again, story, story, story. And then you look at the chart and you have shares, you know, falling, coming back down on some of that share questions. And to me, I think this could be a good buying opportunity before shares get over $20. And again, I'm looking more out to September when they get that bank charter, most likely, rather than over the next one week or two weeks. You might see shares fall a little bit more, but I just think the story is too good right now heading into that, that event in September. And you add in all this other background you know, noise of commercials, dude perfect, um, you know, SPACs, early access to IPOs. I just think the story is really good there for SoFi. What do you think, Mitch? So uh, I, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do here, guys. So what I'd like to do sometimes for a stock like this is the same way I'm approaching and, and, I'll, and I'll use a different stock so that it doesn't seem like I'm just trying to make it just for SoFi. So the way that I'm approaching Genie, guys, so what I, I'm not going to show you Genie just a second, but first let me show you how I approach it. So for SoFi, since we had these runs, right, we've had run-ups, pullbacks, right, and now we're on a pullback, right? So what I'm looking for is a massive pullback versus a small one. So I'll be looking at the one-month chart. So you go back and back and back and you try to get into those monthly supports. You can use those levels to try to get a bigger risk to return. Right. And so for me, if you look at the monthly on it, it actually gets cleaner. It gets to this point where you see kind of these run ups and you're going to see these big pullbacks towards these levels, these like kind of 14, 15 level. And so that's what's really getting interesting. You see these wicks down here. This is this is common. A lot of the times when you'll see these institutionals. I mean, just think about it, guys. You know, a lot of day traders are out there, but there's bigger in, uh, investors that kind of 
they won't even – I don't even think some investors are allowed to get into intraday candles kind of like let's say 5 or 15 minute. They only use the daily one week and then even further back quarterlies, monthlies. And so with that being said, you always got to take a look at the bigger charts to see if there's any big fish and are just jumping onto this at the right levels, washing out everybody in between, but looking at the monthlies and scooping them up and playing the range, buying it, selling it, buying it, selling it, buying it and selling it while the rest of the fish are just frying. So what do you think, Chris? And maybe maybe we get a, a pull down closer towards this fourteen fifteen dollar level. Yeah, someone mentioned someone me. mentioned fifteen in the chat. Richard, there mentioning fifteen. You know, again, it, I think it's possible we we could continue to see this pullback. The other thing, Mitch, is you know, there's that pressure that sh- now that uh, shareholders can sell their stake, right? What exactly. happens? What happens when we get the filings that you know one of the big shareholders did sell? They're SoFi shares. We're going to see a pullback, right? That's what happens on these insider trades is shares pull back. I just, you know, this is one of those where I'm watching it because I really think the story is great. So it's all about timing your entry and, you know, paying attention to those catalysts. So for me, the big catalysts coming are the Robinhood IPO, the Sympathy Play, and also that bank charter in September. Um, You know, so again, I think SoFi definitely on watch here. Looks like you got Genius up. What are you thinking on uh, Genie here, Mitch? Same thing. Look at the monthly. You see how you come up and you come back down. You come up and you come back down. So that's why I'm trying to be closest to the downward action, not get caught up here. You know, if I was in in Genie at, let's say, 23, Chris, I'd be stopped out. And I'd be be upset. I'm not going to lie that the emotions would have got to me. I would have had to stop out. Why? Because I would have gotten it way too high and not let it get towards the weekly or monthly support. And so with that being said, that's why you got to always know your levels, guys. That's why I talk about it so often. If you look at the one weekly, you look at the monthly, you're going to start seeing those supports. That's what you want to be attacking because if you even get a, let's say, a good week up like this week, Next thing you know, you got yourself a 10, 15, 20% gainer. You don't need to be in a monster move a lot of the times. I've seen a lot of people trying to look for the next monster move. It's great to make 15, 20% consistently. And so that's why I always try to get into these support attacks. And that's why I'm in Genie right now. You know, I'm sitting in the green at 1850, but look where 1850 is. You know, as close to the support near these levels as I can get. That's what I'm going to be trying to attack. Same way I think you guys should do it. But like always, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, I just try to give you guys information so that you guys can learn off of our process. You know, this is not really for trading advice, but for you guys to get some education, right? Because, I mean, we all want to learn. We all want to get better. I think one of the best ways to do that is to look at mixing a little bit of different approaches, right? You got to mix your investment outlook, understand how institutionals are taking a look at things, Retail traders are taking a look at things. Then you yourself can take a look at things in a way. And that's that's the psychology, the game of trading, right? I mean, it's not just one trader in the in the house, right? There, there's there's the big boys, there's the small boys, and, and there's everything in between. So uh, I wish you guys the best. Like always, if you guys want to talk a little bit more technicals, we can get into deeper technicals. Hit us in the comments. Let us know if that's something that you want us to get in more in depth with. All right, let's go to the next one. I want to take a look at Arrival. Arrival, you know, has been interesting to me. You know, one of the things that uh, I'm wondering is what's going to happen when we start actually kind of getting these these battle, these micro factories to open up. I think that's something that's definitely interesting to me because I want to see how they start performing in the United States and really start making moves here. And so this is one of my favorite EVs just because I like the platform itself. And I think that's one of the hardest things to get right. You know what I mean? It's You, you got to get yourself the platform first before you get all the vehicles out right the different classes and so i think that that's that's what i'm focusing on right now at least in my eyes the platform this is one of my winners and i'm just going to keep an eye on it right now we're coming back down towards what weekly support monthly support and so that's what i look for guys because i mean at the end of the day if we can come back down closer towards this wick 1250 ten dollars I think that's a buying opportunity, not really selling opportunity. All right, Chris, what's another one? Let's see if maybe we've got one in the chat. But yeah, guys, drop definitely. those drop those tickers in the chat. The other thing I wanted to touch on, Mitch, is you know looking at that July calendar. 
I want to make sure everyone's paying attention to some of these dates. And the thing now lining up is the week of July 19 through the 23rd is shaping up to be a a big event for SPACs, right? We have GHVI with Matterport, uh, PSAC with Faraday Future, CMLF with SEMA4, THCB with Microvast, and CCIV with Lucid Motors. These are all SPACs currently trading, you know, over the $15 mark, I believe. They're all ones that have been, you know, well-received by investors. They've been big stories. Um, in you know, one week. It, it, yeah, it's all happening in one week. I think you're going to see a lot of attention for, for SPACs that week. And again, if they all can perform well, Going into that vote and post vote, you're going to see some more interest coming back to SPAC. So I think that week should definitely be on everyone's radar. And again, we see some of these SPACs move a week or two before that vote. In THCB's case, you know, that move has already started. In Lucid's case, that move has already started. You know, so pay attention to some of these moves, but don't get caught chasing them you know, too high right at the peak of that merger vote day as there is the potential they will fall, you know, that first day of trading under the new ticker. So something to watch. But all right, Mitch, what do we got in the in the chat? You know, let's do some great ticker time today. It's it's Tuesday. It's a casual show, guys. Let's drop those tickers in there and let's uh, let's go for it. Let's do it. what's up what's up what up how we doing in the chat let us know what's up first john doe always ready to go like a fiery hawk out there let's go rsva is the first one up chris that was the first one he gave us so let's get it yeah rsva that's enovix that's another battery play here this Ooh, one you know look, look at that look monthly at that. candle look that at that thing, monthly candle that thing has been red hot um hey, you know hey. This just, is one. Just, just a secret. Look, monthly support. What? What? Oh, it it breaks out. Oh no! Sideways trend. Three months. Mitch, the thing I love about this company is they're they're a battery company that's not just focused on vehicles, right? That that's the big story everyone has with batteries, right? It's electric vehicles. This company says nope. We're going to do batteries and everything. We got mobile devices. We got AR. We got VR, right? Some of these high growth items, they're making the batteries for. So I like this one, RSVA. But again, this one's been hot. I I would be looking for more of a pullback, um, you know, before getting into this one at, at the current levels. Definitely, definitely. I mean, what what a monster rip. And this is why you always got to know your leveling. I mean, look, this stock came towards the levels three times after the third time, re- rejecting to break those those major supports. See right here in this area, right here. And then it goes, oh, gives that lift oh, right back to support. And guess what? Boom. Then it really takes off. This is why you got to know your levels, guys. Definitely a big lift there. Interesting stock as it's made kind of that – um, this is what he called that kind of indecision candle look uh, right there. That's that harmy right there at the top. Now you got a red candle. It could hold the support and test back up there to 25 again, kind of like you did today. You got literally got up there today towards 25.15. So that's kind of the level you got to be watching tomorrow to see if you can recover and get uh, keep this momentum going in RSVA. So not a bad one to mention there. One being mentioned in the chat here that I've been looking at to grab – uh, just because I'm starting to think of some some pre-deal ones, but really, I mean, there's just so many out there. I understand how it is out there if you're an investor and you're looking at SPACs. Um, so that's what we're here, and that's why we do what we do every single day. But this one's an interesting one, Chris. APSG, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, so APSG, um, you know, it's an interesting one. This is a Apollo um, you know, SPAC Apollo, of course, has done some large deals. You know, they were behind the Fisker deal. Um, they mm-hmm. had another deal, you know, announced recently. I, I, this is a huge team. Um, you got the co-founder of Rent the Runway attached to this one, too, um, you know, along with some of those Apollo executives. I, I like it. Um, you know, and again, we're, we're trading at what, like 977? You've got a very low risk play here, right? Because at the end of the day, a deal gets announced. 
this thing's probably going to trade up or flat, right? It can't go much lower than 977 because otherwise you see the, the arbitrage traders jump in, right? Because it doesn't sound like much to us, right? You know, 30 cents for each share, but those big investors, right? They eat that up. If the, if these shares drop lower, you're, you're going to see, you know, that valuation makeup trade start to come in. Um, but, you know, I, I love the potential, you know, reward versus the risk on this one. So this this is a good one for me. Yeah. And I think this one has a billion over billion dollars in it. Right. So you, you're talking about a potential company that's going to be pretty pretty big in valuation when it goes after it. Um, this is one that I held for a little while there, but when we were on our downturn, but I mean, it really is, didn't make too bad of a hit. You know, I cut it, but I mean, what, what that it would have lost if I would have even held it. I had this one really close to 10. So we'll, we'll see if this one can get back up there. Definitely on my radar. So WebCoin, not a bad one to keep on watch. I'll definitely say that. So good mention in the chat there. Let's go ahead and keep going to the next one. Uh, let me see what else I got out there, what I want to grab. I am seeing some people mention, let's let's go into dun, 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 AVPT. Yeah, so AVPT, this is the new one that just completed, um, you know, the de-spacking. This is AvPoint. Um, you know, our friend TJ, who was on the show, uh, again, you, you look at the pair trade, right? Microsoft. The cloud business for Microsoft has been hot. They they said that on their last earnings report, right? That their cloud business is growing like crazy. I mean, this, that, you're not only talking about Microsoft. I mean, that's literally why Bezos is not an Amazon anymore. Right? I know some you people gonna, are mentioning in the chat there yeah. about Amazon. That's you. You want to know what happened? That's that's it right there. Yeah. So and the reason why the person taking over and, and the CEO right now is what a cloud expert. Yeah, you got so. Andy Jassy taking over from Amazon Web Services. You know, again, cloud's not going anywhere. You just heard Mitch say that. You know, it's huge for all these companies. Microsoft betting heavily on it. Um, mm -hmm. Avpoint is a company that benefits from Microsoft's cloud business. Right. They connect small and medium sized businesses. When we had TJ on, we also talked to him about, you know, hey, will you guys ever expand outside of Microsoft? And, you know, the, the focus right now is on Microsoft, but the plans are there in the future to extend to some other partners. So that's another big catalyst down the road. This is one where I, I'm I'm just guessing, Mitch, that we're going to see some analysts jump into this because this is a, a SaaS, a recurring revenue model that analysts love, right? Because it's predictable revenue quarter 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 definitely i mean it's something that i definitely keep on watch i mean it's it's a it's a trend right and so i always try to be on top of the trends because what what you have is flow flow going towards that and i try to stay with the flow and i try to find something that i don't think the industry is moving into i definitely think the industry is moving further and further into cloud business so i think anything that it has to do with cloud gets a benefit in that move so let's go ahead and let's keep moving let's go into another one here i'm catching up with the chat trying to find a good one in here uh vc vc being mentioned here not a, not a bad one to take a look at yeah, so VCVC, we had them on the show. This is re-automotive, right? Making the, the bottom design for electric vehicle companies, right? Looking to be the partner, right? They don't want to design the whole car. They want to make the bottom part and, and let vehicle companies, you know, build on top of it. And, mm -hmm. and them and you have, um, you know, the other one, Go EV, um, you know, uh, that are the players there. Where again, you know, some of these companies looking to get into EV, it's a cheaper route for them, which I like. And, you know, the, the thing I like with VCBC, Mitch, when we had them on was it's not just about the car, right? They're making the bottom for all kinds of different vehicles, your cars, your trucks, your semis, right? They want to do it all and provide that base. And, and I like that. You know, and again, this thing's trading, what, right around $10. They have a vote that's on our July calendar, right? VCVC is voting, I believe it's during that busy week. Yep, July 21st. So again, it could get lots of attention, you know, during that huge week of, of merger votes. So definitely on, on radar right now. Yep, just want to go ahead and put that date here on the screen here for anybody that didn't catch that date when you said it, Chris. 721 there, VCVC vote date merger set for re-automotive. One of the things that I said earlier that I'll just reiterate was what, what Chris, I said, 
platform, right? Get the platform right. Then you can worry about all the other things to put on top of it. That's the way I feel it really does work, you know? And, and, and I mean, so I don't feel bad that re went to this kind of setup, right? Because they just feel like, let, let's get the platform right. Then we can just look for manufacturers that want our platform. Yep, exactly. Because at the end of the day, there's there's bigger manufacturers that are what well-established manufacturers out there that want to get into the EV game, but don't want to go ahead and do all the research that's required to get in it. This is a perfect example of a company that you can come to. Let's say, and, and I'm not saying there's any rumor on this, but I'm just trying to put like the mentality here. Let's say a Volvo or even let's say Honda. Honda's like, all right, re, I, we, we love your platform. You know what? We want to make it exclusive. We're going to take a stake in you. We want to go ahead and, and just become an, 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 a, a passive stake here. And then we're, we're going to use your technology to flip ours technology out in two years versus six years. Boom. These are the kind of things that I think you can see. And, and the reason I'll state it again is, like I said, and, and, and I didn't say specifically VCVC, but it's for another company. And I'm just going to say it, the platform first, then you get the classes right. Because what's on top of it, really, it, I mean, it's it, we know how EVs work. I mean, you think about it, Tesla, it's all the platform underneath it. It's not the car that's sitting on top. It's the platform. So, hey, I'll keep watching these because there's, there's some that are not a bad one. Uh, I mean, it, the idea itself is not a bad thinking. I know that some people are thinking, what, they're not going to build cars. They're just going to build a platform. But that's how you end up making quicker cash. Yeah, there's, there's a business there too. So. Yeah, there's, I, I think it's a, it. Would, would you say, Chris, in your opinion, do you think it's a faster way to market or a slower way to market? I think it's definitely faster. And, you know, you, you threw out a couple scenarios, you know, the other one, which again, not saying this is going to happen, but you have Apple talking about electric vehicles. Apple wants to make these cars fast. They, they're about speed, right? They're also about, you know, using partners that can manufacture large scale products for them. Uh, I'm interested to hear who Apple partners with, but you do have Reautomotive and Canoe, GOEV, both kind of ready to go, right? With building that platform where Apple would be able to customize it on top. Remember that Apple did have talks with Canoe uh, a year or two ago, so Apple was definitely interested in having someone that could do that for them, you know, so look for that story to play out, you know, from Apple and maybe others that need a platform built for them, Mitch. So as you said, platform, platform, platform. Yeah, you honestly never know what's going to happen. We've, we've, Chris and I have talked about this also, and I think you're 100% right in talking that I think Apple will take for a shortcut approach because, I mean, there's no point. <laughs> Really, I think, you know, one of the things that you have to establish as an EV maker is going to be what, Chris? Brand. You need branding, right? You need branding. This is what I've been talking about for for even my lucid dreamers out there. I'm lucid dreaming with you right now because I'm long. But this, this is the same thing I've been talking about is that established brands always are going to do better than a newer brand trying to get a new consumer. You're trying to get to a market that you don't have an established play in. And so that's why a company like Tesla is going to continue to be in the forefront for a while, unless there's another EV that can really, really show that they're better. And I think that's what it's all about. So branding here goes to Apple, right? I mean, you're talking about the branding killer. Uh, everyone just buys Apple just because it's Apple. Exactly. I mean, and, and then, so this is what I was trying to say here is that at the end of the day, they don't need to be worrying about what technology they grab. They just need a technology and then bust out that car. And the next thing you know, your phone connects to it the moment you get inside of it. And, and, and there's this whole ecosystem they can build off of. Yeah. Perfect. So, Guys, we're almost out of time here. Let us know again in the chat. Did you like today's show? Did you like being able to do this extended ticker time and really, you know, just kind of go casual through some of these names, give our opinion, some trade ideas. You know, we'll we'll have a CEO on tomorrow. We're going to be talking the boxed uh, SPAC deal. That's S-V-O-K, you know, one of the large SPAC deals out there. Um, we'll be doing that, but let us know, you know, would you like to hear more from CEOs or would you like to hear more from maybe Mitch and I 
you know, talking these deals. So let us know in the comments now, or if you're watching this video on replay, you know, watch or leave a comment in the, in there and we will see it as well. So, uh, but I think that's going to do it, Mitch, for uh, SPACs attack today. We got Power Hour coming up next. Don't go anywhere. The stream will redirect to that great high energy show with Hot Stocks Luke. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow on SPACs attack. Yeah, definitely, guys. I'll be back. I'll have that energy back. I, I didn't even have the a, a long Monday. It was more along the late flight, guys. Got in like at like 4.30 Eastern time. So guess what? I still made it here, guys. Still made it for you guys. And at the end of the day, that's what I do it for is for you guys out there to get the information. You know, I could easily just, just be lazy and sleep in. But guess what? That's not what we do here. We show up. We build for you guys out there. So do us a favor and hit us up in the comments how we can build for you guys out there. We'll see you next time on the Specs Attack.